Good morning. Good morning. Please let my words speak for you. So I take a deep breath and let it go. And in the release, I bring myself to this one precious moment right here, right now. Letting go of anything that has come before and anything that will come after. I pause. Momentarily releasing the excited energy of the holiday. As I open my heart, I open my mind, I open my soul, and I prepare to listen to Reverend Diana talking this morning about resting in the Lord. Thank you. And so it is. Amen.
Good morning. If you're new with us here today or new online today, my name is Reverend Diana Johnson, and I'm the pastor and spiritual director of Mystic Heart Spiritual Center, and I'd like to welcome you home, home to our community, which is a loving and thriving place, but even more than that, welcome home to your own mystic heart, because your answers are found within your very own heart. Welcome. So as we join together, joining our voices, we shift the vibration in the space. We connect in a deeper way. And so we begin our Teze portion of our gathering today. And as part of our celebration of light, I'd like to honor two world traditions this morning. In addition to Advent, many celebrations of light at this time of year, all stemming from the original uh, cultures who practiced waiting patiently for the return of the light. But today we have two more ways that our human family has shown the light. Last Thursday was Bodhi Day, the Buddhist holiday that commemor commemorates uh, Siddhartha Gautama's enlightenment experience. So today we celebrate the life of the Buddha. We have just a representation added to our altar today. In gratitude for what he brought to humanity in the evolution of our spiritual development, um, an awareness of cause and effect, karma and its workings in our lives, and how it affects the awakening of the soul. And this coming Tuesday, December 13th, is the Feast of St. Lucy, the other representation on the altar. And this is the Christian day of feasting that commemorates the life of Santa Lucia of Syracuse, who was an early 4th century uh, virgin martyr, who according to legend brought food and aid to Christians that were hiding in the Roman catacombs. She wore a candlelit wreath on her head to light her way to leave her hands free to carry as much food and as many supplies as possible. So we celebrate the Feast of Santa Lucia in gratitude for her beautiful example of generosity and sacred service in the world. So may we do our best to walk in the footsteps of such beings. May our lives too serve as examples of goodness in the world. And I know that in this place there's a lot of goodness being expressed and shared. Today's the third Sunday of Advent on the liturgical calendar, the Christian calendar of feasting and celebration. So before we are invited into a closing of the eyes and a meditative space, I'd like to light the candles of Advent this morning. The season of Advent is a time of stillness, of quiet waiting for what is yet to come for the physical light to return, and for what is seeking to be born in and through us, in and through our lives. So each Sunday of Advent, we're lighting candles to bring our awareness to particular qualities of spirit, qualities that we seek to embrace in our own lives. So the white candle at the center is the God candle. It 
I would say it never goes out, but we do light it before you get here. <laughs> the, the light of God never goes out. That is the spirit by which and from which all of creation comes into being. The first Sunday of Advent, we lit the first purple candle, which represents faith, hope, and faith. There, there's some spaces for you. You can sit right up there. Hey, right in front. Welcome. The eventual outgrowth of hope is faith. Last week, we lit the second purple candle, which celebrates the quality of peace. We understand that peace is our natural state, but peace can only come to our world as we hold peace in our hearts and our minds, as we live as peaceful beings in peaceful homes, neighborhoods, and communities. Today we'll be lighting the pink candle, which represents joy. Joy is the undercurrent of our being. It's always there whether we're recognizing it or not. It's more than an attitude, although finding and maintaining joy requires sort of a hopeful attitude, an optimistic attitude. It asks that we maintain an expectation of good. I'll just share briefly because this comes to mind. I was driving up the street as you might have been, and as I approach this street, there's a sign that's been there for a while that says, expect delays. <laughs> Every time I pass that sign, I say no. <laughs> so an expectation of good in our lives is really key. So joy is our inherent birthright. It's the abiding sense that all is well, just as it is, and just as it is not. So we breathe during Advent. We wait. We listen. We watch. We realize that there are times when there is nothing we need to do. There are times to take that pause. Just for the moment, or just for a day, or just for a week. That everything is happening in God's time, in divine order. That's the kind of joy that I'm talking about. Available any time that we choose to recognize it. So let's move into the meditative flow of our Teze this morning. Taking a moment before we go any further to remember and sense our joyful connection to our human family, coming together with a common desire to be the change that we wish to see in the world, to take an active part in the conscious evolution of humanity so that we can leave the world a better place for our children and their children. Let's breathe together, allowing ourselves to settle into a field of absolute joy. Absolute gratitude and aliveness 
where we are all expressions of one source, inseparable, interdependent. Each one of us an irreplaceable strand in the tapestry of life. Feel into this moment, into the gathering of sacred community. Now let's expand our connection. Visualize with me a global web of consciousness. Each of us a point of light. All interconnected across the planet. We include all beings who in this moment might be sitting in meditation or prayer, might be attending sacred services, acknowledging the presence of the divine, consciously connected by our wholehearted devotion, feeling the collective intention that brought us here feeling the impulse to grow and evolve that's awakening in every one of us. And now expanding our vision to include those who are not yet aware of their divine connection. All people, everywhere, no exceptions. as we sense this very intimate relationship that we share with humanity, our light shines brighter and brighter until our separate points of light melt into one beaming radiance. Now moving beyond our human family, we acknowledge every creature as an expression of light. All people everywhere, every plant, every animal, every rock and grain of sand, the soil and the water, and then moving out from this solid planet into the clouds and the heavenly bodies all glowing with one light, every bit of it, expressions of one life. As we feel our oneness, we breathe in the faith and the peace and the joy of Advent. Fully present in this moment, And then as we exhale, we send it back out into the atmosphere, that same faith, peace, and joy. Knowing that these qualities guide and govern all that is unfolding. As one human family, we acknowledge our personal responsibility and our role as caretakers in sacred service to one another to all life forms, 
and to the planet that sustains us all. This is our time of celebration and communion in consciously establishing our connection with one another and with all beings we empower our work here our prayer our meditation and our communion ripple out and touch lives in ways that we may never know we are making a difference just breathe that in for a moment Grounded in our oneness, we center our awareness in this month's theme, Sabbath. And we explore what it means to rest in the Lord. Sabbath, to cease, to rest, physically, emotionally, intellectually, socially, and most of all, to rest spiritually, to rest in the Lord, to allow the loving and lawful presence, the life force and intelligence, the loving Father, the Divine Mother, to gracefully have its way with you for just a little while, with no intervention, letting everything be exactly as it is, without judgment, without opinion, without comment. And with deep listening. Sabbath time creates a space for physical rest. allowing our constantly labored bodies to relax for a while. Or our far too sedentary bodies to find refreshment in enjoyable physical activity. And remembering that our bodies cannot rest when our senses are assaulted by constant input media, screens, noise. Physical rest requires quiet, silence. Only after we are physically rested can the emotions rest giving us a new perspective, 
Sabbath time offers a different place to stand in our relationship with God, with ourselves, and with the world. In our quiet devotional times, we can hear the voice of spirit. We can feel its gentle urge. A great gift for our life's direction and emotional healing. Sabbath grants us the opportunity for intellectual rest, a time to let go of what we think we know. Expanding our view so that our small and fragmented existence can be seen in light of a larger whole. Allowing us to place our own intellectual contributions into a greater framework. To ask the questions, what is mine to do? What is mine to know? or to understand and what is not. What is truly important and what is not? And Sabbath invites us to social rest, a time to consider our relationships, to increase our gentleness and tenderness, to nourish a non-aggressive stance toward others, whether personally communally or globally. Most of all, making time for Sabbath allows for spiritual rest. Letting go of our need to control. Trusting. Practicing faith. Resting in grace. In the words of Martin Luther, we let God alone work in us, in all our powers. We do nothing of our own.
Often, waiting can be stressful for many of us in Western society. There seems to be so much to do. Waiting for something or someone may feel like a waste of time. But isn't waiting simply a part of life? As co-creators of our human experience, we take turns. We wait for others, and others wait for us. Is it possible that waiting is built into our lives not to irritate us, but to bless us? Maybe waiting is Spirit's way of slowing us down, making us rest when we might not otherwise choose to do so. Perhaps we would do well to accept that we will occasionally need to wait and consider delays as micro-Sabbath moments. This Advent season, as we await Christmas, we contemplate a different spiritual attribute each week. First, growing our hope into deep faith, then nurturing the peace of spirit within us that we may share it with others. And this week, we cultivate another attribute of God, and therefore an attribute of humankind, joy. Joy is not merely happiness, it is a spiritual quality, a divine gift within each of us. It never leaves us, not even in grief. The loss of a loved one may cause sorrow to eclipse our happiness, but when we grieve, we acknowledge the joy we shared with our beloved, and that joy stays with us forever. As we settle into this time of shared communion, let us find the joy within us. Think of things that reveal your joy, music, play, loved ones, and contemplate the eternal qualities of joy. When we are in a blissful state, we are up all beyond time, fully present, right here, right now. As we move into this time of sacred silence, I invite each of us to recall a joyful memory. Remember how it felt in your body. Allow yourself to smile and relax as you rest in joy.
with joy. We allow the music to bring our attention back to this time and this place. Grateful for our joyful memories and for the joy that still remains with us. We give thanks for the myriad opportunities Spirit gives us to share our peace and joy with others. Thank you, God, for everyone and for everything. I invite you to know with me now that Spirit is moving powerfully through each of us and through our beloved community. Individually and collectively, we are a powerful spiritual influence on our world. As we evolve in consciousness, the benefits of our growth ripple out, blessing the entire world. return now to Reverend Diana's message this morning. We open inwardly to receive inspiration and outwardly to express more of the divine joy that dwells within us, so that through each of us, a little more joy finds its way into the world. rabbinic commentary on Genesis asks what was created on the seventh day. Its answer is tranquility, serenity, peace, and repose. All these words create images not merely of physical resting, but of the resting of one's whole being. The true me. I long for more of such trusting rest in my life and know that it is thwarted whenever my relationship with God is not central. Every time I rely on my own efforts or choose other things as gods, I block the serenity and peace that God freely gives. I think of St. Augustine's famous phrase, O Lord, Thou has made us, and our spirits are restless until we rest in Thee. In this state of rest, there is no strife and no fighting, no fear and no distrust. In this state of rest, there is shalom, not only peace, but peace with God. If we are not at peace with God, no other kind of peace is possible. This state of rest is beautifully expressed in the 23rd Psalm. The Lord is my shepherd. 
I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still waters. He restoreth my soul. He leadeth me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. For thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil. My cup runneth over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Amen. A possible translation for our time. Spirit is guiding and protecting me always. My needs are met before they appear. I am created to rest in God's constant blessing and abundance. The peace of God is always available within me and all around me. When I rest in the Lord, body, mind, and spirit, I'm reminded of my inherent wholeness. I am guided to that which is life-affirming when I remember who and whose I am. Although life brings periods of darkness, I walk step by step through the shadows, faithful that peace, joy, love, and goodness prevail. For I am an expression of the Divine One. I am empowered and comforted by my internal guidance, and deep faith. I am always provided for, no matter the appearance of lack or limitation. My life is blessed beyond measure. I am granted the capacity for self-mastery. As I express my inherent goodness, my experience becomes graceful. As I live from my divine nature, God's love and lawful presence is forever with me. And so it is. So bringing our awareness back into this space 
we gently open our eyes, our hearts, and our minds. Take a look at who is here celebrating with you this morning. This is your spiritual family, should you choose to adopt it for yourself. This is one of your support systems. These are people who care about you, who are there for you if you need anything. We are social animals, interdependent. Community is so important. So as we bring our Teze portion to a close this morning, we take time to offer you an opportunity, if you choose to share of your financial good with the work that we're doing in, the, in a community, we'd like to offer you that time. If you're online this morning, you can go to mysticheart.org and you'll find a donate button. You'll also find our physical address. And we thank you in advance for all of the gifts of time and talent and skill and treasure and love and commitment, all of the gifts that you share with us. So this morning we feature Mr. Gary French reminding us of the goodness of God. Take two. No worries. Most loving audience. I love you, Lord. Oh, your mercy never fails me. All my days I have lived in Till I lay my head, I will see of the goodness of God. All my life you have been faithful. All my life you have been so, so good. Every breath.
your goodness is running after, it's running after me. Your goodness is running after, it's running after me. With my life laid down, I'm surrendered now. I give you everything. Your goodness is running after, it's running after me. Your goodness is running after, it's running after me. Your goodness is running after, it's running after me. With my life laid down, I'm surrendered now. Give you everything. And your goodness is running after, it's running after me. All my life you have been faithful. All my life you have been so, so good. Every breath. wonderful music. So we take a moment to say thank you for these many blessings. We know they're blessed, they're multiplying, and they're preparing right now as we speak to move back out into the community as service to our fellow beings. So we close this portion today with a soul's blessing. so much if you care to rejoin us for a lively conscious conversation at 10 
some people might. <laughs> Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. And good morning to everyone in the Zoom room and wherever, wherever else you may be sitting this morning. Please let my words speak for you. As I pause right now and I take a deep breath, And then I slowly release it. And as I release, I release everything that has come before and anything that will be coming after. Food, maybe. And I stand in this moment. I feel the joy and the love and the peace that are mine, that are always there for me when I choose to remember. And so I remember, and I step into that. As I open my heart, I open my mind, and I open my soul to listen to Reverend Diana's talk today. I'm looking forward to all of the good answers I know that I will hear. And I know that I and each one here will receive exactly what I need for the following week. Knowing that as, even as I speak these words, they're coming into fruition, I say thank you, Father, Mother, God. And so it is. And so it is. Amen.
like a river. This is the one for the whole month. I've got beans like a mountain, I've got faith like a mountain, I've got faith like a mountain in my soul. I've got faith like a mountain, I've got faith like a mountain, I've got faith like a mountain in my soul. I've got beans like a river, I've got beans like a river. Good morning. If you are new with us online today, uh, my name is Reverend Diana Johnson, and I am the pastor and spiritual director for Mystic Heart Spiritual Center. And we welcome every one of you home to our community, should you choose it for yourself. And we welcome you home, even more importantly, to your own Mystic Heart, where your answers all live anyway, always to be found. So we want a little something for everybody, you know, styles and music, whatever. We're happy to have you here with us this morning. And uh, I always forget, see, this is a new shift, inviting you to remain standing. If you choose to stand up for <laughs> our, our opening sacred ritual for this half of our service, you're welcome to do that. If you want to sit, that's fine too. But just let your whole body get involved. Because we're going to take a moment to feel the life force in the body. Feel the infinite intelligence moving through you. If you look for it, it, it it's like almost a tingling or a warmth or some sort of a something that you can feel. And it's filling you up. bringing your hands and your arms to life. It's coming up through your feet and your legs. And you can feel it moving in towards your chest to fill your whole body, to, to surround your heart. So as we embody this divine connection that we have, we hold the vision of a love-soaked world, a love-soaked world, where peace and joy and abundance, generosity and faith and justice and freedom are the living principles that guide our lives. Where all humans practice loving kindness and compassion where all humans care for the earth as our sacred home. 
We're creating a world where all needs are met, where all beings have plenty of nourishing food, the safety and comfort of home, medical care, education, healthy relationships, right livelihood, and creative contribution a sense of belonging. A world in which all beings are valued for their inherent goodness and light. Where the peace we cultivate within shows up as a world free of hatred or violence. We are creating a world that knows no greed. Where there's absolute abundance in simply having enough. Where every being deserves and receives all that is needed for a full, rich, and contented life. In this new world of our creation, every member of the human family serves as a conscious vessel through which healing and wholeness appear. We stand firm in our faith we will not lower our vision, knowing with our whole hearts that such a world is not only possible, but inevitable. We take the necessary steps towards its creation. We call it forth from the realm of infinite possibility. And by our conviction and our presence, we invite others to do the same. This great transformation is taking form right here and right now as we align our actions to support and nurture its graceful unfolding. There is nothing left to do but give thanks to the one source, to let it go, to let it be. And so it is. So it is. Amen. Ah. Mm. I invite you to try practicing that every day for yourself and see what happens in your life. What should we talk about today? Mm. How about Sabbath? Oh, Sabbath! What a good idea! <laughs> what a novel thought. Why don't we... Why don't we start, though, with a pop quiz? Uh-oh. <laughs> okay, what season are we... I'll make it easy. What season are we celebrating this month here? What have we been celebrating? Advent. Ah, the season of Advent. Okay, so what is that? What is Advent? Waiting. Hmm? Waiting. Waiting? Okay, anything else? Emergence of something new. The emergence of something new? Rest. Anticipation. We wait in love and faith. Anticipation. Going inward. Going inward. Remembering some qualities of God. Remembering some qualities of God. So what does the actual liturgical holiday represent? 
What is it commemorating? Okay, preparation for the birth of Jesus into the world. Was there a journey involved in that? What was the journey involved in that? According to Luke, it was from uh, uh, Nazareth to Bethlehem. Okay, so according to the book of Luke, it was from Nazareth to Bethlehem. Is that the only story? Uh-uh. <coughs> Wise men traveling. Okay, wise men traveling. Shepherds traveling. Shepherds traveling. Star, following a star. So it's easy to conflate all those things into one story, but there's actually two stories, and they don't sound much like one another. What was the spiritual quality that we talked about on the first Sunday of Advent? Nah. Pop quiz. I reviewed it. I reviewed it in the taste aid today. <laughs> Faith. 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 Yeah. How about the second Sunday? Rest. It had. It involved rest. Peace. Peace is the second one. Peace is the second one. And then what about today? What are we looking at today? Joy. 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 You're doing well. <laughs> so what is the theme for this month? Sabbath. 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 All right. What does that word actually mean? <clears throat> to rest. To rest. What else? To cease. To cease. To stop. Just stop. That was the first week's talk title. Just stop. Know what the word holiday means? Holy day. Holy day. When holy was, comes from holy, huh? When was Sabbath introduced? Sabbath. I haven't read a lot other than the Jewish tradition lately. Um, there is a Christian traditions around Sabbath as well, but since Judaism preceded Christianity, I would assume that it originated with the Hebrew people. When they were in exile, as a way of calling attention to the need to keep God foremost in their minds, in their hearts, at the center of their lives, and the need for rest, because they were slaves, and they were made to, to work seven days a week, 24-7, and this wasn't going to be sustainable. So for the spiritual reasons of maintaining their connection, as they're being asked to vacate the places where they live and move somewhere else, the Sabbath helped them maintain a sense of who they are in time rather than in space. That makes sense. They didn't have a sacred place, so they had right. to have sacred time. Their sacred places were being burned down, and they were being moved. So they had to reestablish and they chose a sense of time because no one can take that from you. So every seventh day, there was that holy time. Wherever they were, they could be in that sense of communion with the one. I think, I think even more than that, God had established it in creation. Right. Rested on the seventh day. So. Yeah. 
So we, we go back to that book of Genesis, the story of Genesis we talked about, and God resting on the seventh day. So that idea of that cycle of rest had been established in that story for, that, for those people. Yeah. Nice, you guys have been listening. <laughs> that makes me feel good. So what are we ceasing from in a true Sabbath? Lots of things. What have we talked about ceasing from? Work. Okay, work, physical labor. Anything that feels like work. That doesn't mean activity necessarily. Monkey brain. Monkey brain. There you go. Worry. Busyness. Busyness. The need to accomplish and produce. And consume. Yeah. How about things like uh, tension, anxiety, mm. as well as the worry? Stress. Stress. What about our constant need to control things? Good luck. Good luck. <laughs> the invitation is that as well. Anything else? It occurs to me that it's a, Genesis says, on the seventh day God rested, and he looked at all that he had made and he saw that it was good. It was good. So our focus on the Sabbath should be on the good that's in our lives. On the good and the gratitude for, what, for the goodness in our lives. Yeah. Letting go and knowing all is good. Letting go. Knowing all that is good. What about, about our tendencies to, you know, our acquisitive nature, acquiring things, our materialistic focus? I call that hoarding for myself. Hoarding? Well, it doesn't even have to be hoarding, but it can be. <laughs> and yes, just stop. It invites us to just stop, to appreciate what we have, to not need it to be any more for the moment. That doesn't mean forevermore, but for the moment, we're just okay with what's there. Be still and know I'm God. Be still and know I am God. And maybe even recognize that it's not all mine. And recognize that it's not all mine. Ooh, mm -hmm. now there's a step. Hmm. What about, we talked about enculturation as well. What's enculturation? Taking a break from the culture. Okay. So what about taking it from the culture? Attitudes and beliefs that we've been taught. Okay. So looking at our attitudes, our beliefs, our opinions, are these truly mine? Whatever that means. <laughs> <laughs> are they expressions of my human physicality? Do they originate with me? Or have they been planted by my culture, my family, my friends, my whatever? Church. Church, political society, educational system. It's, it's a contagion. Like, you know, you, you go out there and doing Christmas shopping and it's all manic and, and, right. and you just, and you can, if you're not careful, you can catch it. Um, <laughs> 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 and a mask doesn't help. <laughs> <laughs> a mask does not help. 
Christmas dinner. <laughs> <laughs> so cease the contagion. <laughs> That's good. What about ceasing from the the tendency we have to just check out during the day? Oh yeah, day's gone by again and we're not even present. So bringing our awareness back to the now moment, mindfulness. So during Teze this morning we talked about how Sabbath invites us to cease or to stop and then it invites us to rest. That the stopping is one action and it happens in a moment and then the resting is more of a process that follows the stopping. So what kind of rest do you think we would begin with? most ideally. What kind of rest? Where would you in your life need to start when you think about, okay, I've stopped, I need to rest. What does that mean? Breathe. Breathe. And yoga, I always say, to start with the most gross form, and mm -hmm. the most subtle will follow. So okay. Put a break so. on the body. So the physical. The physical. Okay, so physical resting. Okay. Meditation and prayer, centering. All right. So then that's more of a, a com that's a combination of mental, emotional, spiritual. But if you are physically unrested, if you're chaotic physically, can you rest emotionally or psychologically? Probably not. Not very easily, no. So anybody that was here this morning, do you remember any other forms of rest than physical and emotional? Mental. Okay, mental. Mental kind of goes into emotional, it kind of goes into some of these other areas too. Taking away distractions. Okay. So. Taking away distractions. Spiritual. Okay, spiritual rest. And then that's at the other side of all the psychological. So in the middle we have all this psychological rest that can be broken down a little bit more into things like intellectual rest. What's intellectual rest mean to you? To stop thinking. Okay, stop thinking. Reasoning and planning and organizing. Reasoning, planning, okay. organizing, analyzing. Studying, studying worrying, worrying. <laughs> how about letting go of what we think we already know so that we're not open to anything new? Oh, you want to be teachable. Oh, <laughs> that's it. Teachable, go. yes. That can be a tough one because we know so much, don't we? We prize. Our culture prizes that intellectual prowess, that, that tendency toward needing to analyze and show understanding of things. When the truth is, we don't know anything. We don't know anything. We have our limited human perceptions. They give us our opinions, our beliefs, our sensations, our experiences. But knowing something 
is more absolute than that. So if we can just rest in a sense of comfort with not knowing, knowing that we don't know, and that that's okay. That life is a mystery. Yeah. God is a mystery. The whole thing is a mystery. Our brains latch on to, yeah, but anybody doing that right now? Now, wait a minute. But I, I, that's what we do. And know I am there you go. <laughs> yeah. So that's intellectual rest. What about social rest? We talked about social rest this morning. How about social unrest? Well, we're not going to go there right now because we get that every other day that's of the week. <laughs> right. Right, yeah. ceasing from social unrest. So, so what would social rest look like, maybe? Maybe taking a break. Taking a break? Peaceful mind. Peaceful mind? Listening to the Intuit music. Oh, <laughs> okay, <laughs> listening to the music. All right. Cutting down on visiting and parties and that sort of thing. Social media. Could be cutting down on that kind of stuff, on the interaction. It could also be being with people that... It could also mean being with people that feel good, that build you up, that have a sense of connection with you. What about taking the time to consider your relationships? Is this one healthy for me? Is it feeding me? Am I being healthy in this relationship? Are these the friends that are best for my, you know, my life? What about working on our own sense of bringing gentleness and kindness into our relationships? Putting down our opinions, that intellectual peace, and just working on bringing our best selves into whatever relationship we're engaging in. And that means if I'm alone, I'm engaging with myself and my, my God, my spirit, bringing the same kindness to myself, same forgiveness to myself, but then offering that out to others. Love thy neighbor as thyself. Love thy neighbor as thyself. So that would be some different forms of social rest. Social rest, you pull away for example, for me, I do Pilates three days a week. Mm -hmm. This last week I did nothing. All right. I only did walk. I took a break right. from that um, for yeah. myself. So sometimes it looks like pulling back from our relationships and our peopling. I like your, your term for that because I do a lot of peopling. <laughs> and sometimes I need to pull back from my peopling too. Ceasing from competition. Ceasing from competition. Mm. Important things to take time out from. But then we also talked about spiritual rest, which got mentioned again. What does spiritual rest look like in your mind? What does that mean? What pictures come up? Or let go and let God. Okay, let go and let God. Be still and know I am God. What are we doing when we? I mean, we can. Those are important 
phrases. We can use them as mantras. They can make great bumper stickers. <laughs> but what do they mean? Sinking into that part of myself that is my connection to God. Okay, seeking into that part of myself that is my connection to whatever you want to call that thing that is bigger than all of us. I'm thinking about the Sabbath again in Jewish tradition, right? They light the candle on Friday night right. to ask the Shekinah, the Holy Spirit, to come in. So right. it's an intention. Yes. Yeah? Mm -hmm. In the forefront of my mind, like bringing right. in something, not just sitting. That's great. And you right. can probably get there, but the intention is really what brings right. everyone strongly. Right. The intention is what starts the Sabbath. Whether you're taking a full day, as they do in the Jewish tradition, or whether you're deciding that every day for a certain amount of time you're going to be doing whatever it is you do, your sitting, your meditation, your prayer, your uh, art, your writing, whatever it serves you in the way of connection with spirit. And then setting an intention, and then following through without distraction without letting things get in the way because life will offer you opportunities to say well maybe I should wait and do this later that's not Sabbath Sabbath is the intention the following through and the being with whatever that is you've set in your intention that brings you closer to source letting the obstacles dissolve letting the obstacles dissolve. That's part of that spiritual rest. Surrendering. Allowing things to be what they are without your need to change them or have an opinion about them or comment on them. That goes back to no preference, no problem. No preference, no problem. Trusting, just being. Just, just being, being in, and stillness. in stillness and trusting God. In the book of Matthew, Jesus tells us, those who would listen anyway, tells us and those who would listen, come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy, and my burden is light. So who is the I that Jesus is speaking of? Come to me. The Father. Christ within. Christ within. Spirit. Spirit. So it's, are you saying it's whatever we refer to as our divine selves? Mm -hmm. yes. Me as an expression of God. Me as God's inner wisdom moving through me. Anyone see it differently than that? Because we never have right or wrong answers in this space. Mm -hmm. The energy of God moving through me to, to create the qualities I want to present. Okay. 
So the energy of God moving through me to create the qualities that I want to present. We're also knowledgeable here, but in many other churches, right? It's really about, and I mean, of course we all know, but giving up those burdens to something outside of us. Okay. There's really a quality in that that lit that feels like it lifts right. us, you know? To, yeah. To depend on something outside of, of us as that source, as right. well as within, but it has right. a different quality to it. Right. So it's not just within us, right? It's also all around us, in and through all of creation. It is all of creation. So letting go, there's that control or that need to know or that need to be right. All of that's just letting something else handle it for a while. Go ahead. You're ready. I think um, just listening to everything and, and what it means for me and stuff with the Sabbath and what we're talking about in spiritual rest all of us having different beliefs and different practices in this room. Mm -hmm. And so so keeping that in mind, it's an individual journey. Right, and absolutely. for a spiritual rest sometimes, for like us, it's when we step away from everything else that we take part in and we sit silently in what connects us to mm -hmm. spirit, how we, right. our spirits worship. And like, Sitting still is not, it's not spiritually resting for me. Uh -huh. For me, that's when I get my drums out and my instruments and I make my neighbors crazy and we bang around and, I, <laughs> and you know, we put on the native music and, and we dance around like animals. And that's where my spirit rests uh -huh. because that's where it recharges uh -huh. in, in what is right for me and my spirit and what connects me to that thing inside myself that is. Mm -hmm. And for those of us who believe that energy is energy and it cannot be created nor destroyed, only transformed, that is the time when we transmutate those things, those burdens that we've been mm -hmm. developing and, and gathering in other people's energies and everything into a light and a love energy and then release it back. And that's Sabbath for me. That's beautiful. No, it's not yes. Thank you. Is this spiritual practice? Yeah. Yes? Go ahead. No, no, no. We don't want that. Sidebar. <laughs> Thank you. That yes, we, it is individual for every person. Every one of us has our own way of connecting to the sacred, and I love that we can all share those practices here with one another, and be completely accepting of one another, exactly how we are who we are. That's why our little invitation card that you're always welcome to grab and hand to people says, come as you are. Mm -hmm. Not as we hope you will be. <laughs> Not come as we will make you be after you're here a while. <laughs> come as Good you luck. are. I've come here walking a while, so me, so. You're safe. You're safe from the first minute. <laughs> what is this yoke that Jesus talks about? Uh, being human. Okay. Being human. What is first? Let's start with what's a yoke. What is a yoke? Well, it's, it's not like a word we 
Like a harness. Okay. A harness. What what's the purpose of a yoke? Controlling. Control. Okay. To bring two things together. So yes, control. Yes, guidance. But it's really to pull the energies of two beasts of burden. The energies are now united and they can work together instead of pulling against one another. So it's the joining of the energies. In Sanskrit, yoga, yoga is yoke. Right. The word yoga is yoke. Sanskrit. Align your energies. So aligning the energies, joining the efforts of two, the energies of two as we move forward into one. So then looking at that, what would Jesus be inviting us to do? And, and I'm going to say this, I just occasionally say, whether we here in this room believe these stories as literal truth, fact, or not, doesn't really matter. There are lessons that move through the stories. So when Jesus says, take my yoke upon you and learn from me, my yoke is easy, my burden is light, what might he be in inviting us to do? Join him. Okay. Come share his, our load with him. Okay, so share our load with, with him. Now, we could say him, we can say Christ consciousness, we could say whatever name we want to give that, depending on what our beliefs are about the person or the divine being. Or the consciousness. Or the consciousness. <laughs> So bring your burdens, like you were saying, and share them. Share them out. Let something bigger than yourself join energies with you and help to guide you through whatever it is that you're going through. Reconnect with your source. Reconnect with your source. April? Too, also in that story, um, a lot of times people think it's like a yogi's holding out in front of him, like, put this on, but he's not. He's no. saying, I'm already in this side. Right. Come right. get up in this side and we'll yeah. share this thing. Let's work together. Yeah. yeah. So let your spiritual <coughs> self, your spiritual energy, your divine understanding inform your human understanding. Unite those two things and see what happens. See if things don't get easier. How much easier it would be to follow the two great commandments of Jesus than the heavy yoke of remembering 613 mitzvot. <laughs> okay. There were a lot of Hebrew laws, and a lot of them were for very, you know, they were probably all for very good reasons. But a simple agrarian people attempting to live in alignment with all these laws, and, and here's this man saying, you know, if you just love your neighbor as you love yourself, your God, put God first, love your neighbor, and then on later to say love your enemies, love everybody, just love. That simplifies things, doesn't it? Doesn't it kind of cover all the bases? Well, like love is God. Love is God. God is love in action. It implies that we have morality built into us. That we have morality built into us. We know Right. We know what's right. There's something in us when we're getting ready to make a decision. We might have to sit with something, pray with it, 
But really, we have a, a compass. We have an internal compass that knows what's right. That's what um, Abraham Lincoln said, you know, something of that nature. Uh -huh. We have an innate ability to uh, realize a good, or uh, realize how to act and realize right. our morality as um, well, what the Jesus, the two commandments, you know, love God and love your, and love your neighbor as yourself. So mm -hmm. that's, kind of, that's, a, that's a morality. Um, yeah. A rule of morality. And I know, for myself, I know that um, all, my, all my life, even when I was really quite young, I kind of like knew what was right and wrong. Right. No one had to tell me what was right. Right. I just, yeah. you know, I, some things I saw people do, and I go, well, that's not right. And nobody told me, you know, I didn't have a list of rules to go, oh, this right. is right, or this yeah. is not right. So, so it's something in your people it's point to their bodies, you, you're doing this yeah. too. Yeah. It's yeah. like yeah. some people say, I knew what was right, or I knew what was right. Mm -hmm. There's something that feels in your body. <coughs> So he offered a simple call to love God with all your heart, your soul, your mind, and your strength, and to love your neighbor as yourself. Doesn't that simplify things? It does, doesn't it? Easy to do. <laughs> I was going to say, doesn't that sound easy? Simple but not easy. Simple but not easy. Very comprehensive. We get caught up. I'll speak for myself. I get caught up. Maybe you guys are all past that by now. But <laughs> We spend so much time on the minutia of life that the important things can go by the wayside. We forget to rest in the Lord. We forget to turn it over to release whatever is burdening us to that higher energy, we forget to join ourselves, yoke ourselves to that energy moving through us. It creates yes. missed opportunities. It creates a lot of missed opportunities. I, along with what you're saying, I ask fairly often, like, what should I do? Right. The response always is, do nothing. Hmm. <laughs> Always. Do nothing. Yes. Let things be as they are. Yes. Just let it be. Do nothing. Okay. When I consider something really important, I want advice. Right. Do nothing. Do nothing. Sometimes it's remove ourselves from <coughs> the pace of daily life for a while. Mm. Sometimes it's letting go of that need to control and letting yeah. spirit handle things for a while. Yeah, so you could, one could understand it, Rick, and that kind of response when, you, when, when I reflect on the, on the fact that the, um, our real nature is the light. Mm -hmm. So do nothing is a great answer. Right. Be the light that you're yes. created to be. Be as you are. Be as you are. That's your natural state. Does anybody here ever feel like there is no time to stop sometimes? <laughs> or if it's not stopping to be quiet, it's stopping to pull out the drums and express and connect. No time to rest. No time to practice the Sabbath of any length. <laughs> 
And I think that earlier in life when you're working, you have children or families or commitments, that can be challenging. I want to share something from an author as we're closing up today. His name is Wayne Muller. His book is called Sabbath, Finding Rest, Renewal, and Delight in Our Busy Lives. And on page 24, he says, Jesus, for Jesus, I should start with for, for Jesus, rest is a precious ointment, a balm for the heavy heart. Jesus, for whom anything was possible, did not offer seven secret coping strategies <laughs> to get work done faster, or nine spiritual stress management techniques to enhance our effectiveness. Instead, he offered the simple practice of rest as a natural, nourishing, and essential companion to our work. Learn from me, he invited, and you will rest. You will find rest for your souls. What, no multitasking? <laughs> no multitasking. When we think of Jesus, we usually think of him teaching and healing or being accosted by the hordes of sick or those who were possessed who sought his touch. But Jesus would just as often send people away or disappear without warning. Dismissing those in need with neither excuse nor explanation and retreat to a place of rest. In my margin, there's a purple note that says, I could learn from this guy. <laughs> and I do. Jesus did not wait until everyone had been properly cared for, until all who sought him were healed, he did not ask permission to go, nor did he leave anyone behind on call or even let his disciples know where he was going at times. Jesus obeyed a deeper rhythm. When the moment for rest had come, the time for healing others was over. He would simply stop, retire to a quiet place, and pray. I think I'll share one more little paragraph. One translation of the biblical phrase to pray is to come to rest. When Jesus prayed, he was at rest, nourished by the healing spirit that saturates those still quiet places. In the Jesus tradition, prayer can be a practice of simply being in the presence of God, allowing the mind to rest in the heart. This can help us begin to understand one aspect of Sabbath time, a period of repose when the mind settles gently in the heart. Isn't that a nice image? When the mind settles gently in the heart. So let's anchor our commitment to rest in the Lord just a little more each day as we move into this week. Join me in settling into the presence of the one Resting in the Lord. Allowing ourselves to let go of who we think we are. 
and what we think we know. And just be here now. The world is continuing to turn. Life is going on around us and within us, expressing itself as each and every one of us. And in our human expression, we are governed by the infallible laws and guided by the boundless love of God. I just give thanks that this is so. It's something I can count on in this crazy experience that we call our world. But I can count on it now and in every moment, no matter what's going on. So I release my perceived needs and my personal preferences that it be any other way than what it is right now. I accept and honor myself as I am. I bless all who cross my path, releasing them from my expectations. And I celebrate the gift of life. What a privilege to be alive. In deep faith, I release my powerful prayer to continue the good work that it's already begun. It is forever active and working for the good of all. And so together we release it, we allow it to be, we rest in the Lord, and together we say, and so it is. Amen. What a great conversation. And you guys did well on your pop quiz. <laughs> so pleased. So each Sunday, we invite you to join in the celebration of the work we're doing in the world by sharing of your financial good, should you choose to. We do this through each half because some people come for the first half and go on to their day, and some people come in for the second half. So don't take this as an expectation of any kind. It's just offering the opportunity. We also have a gracious giving program for those who are interested in making a committed gift each month. That helps us to budget and plan for our growth in the coming year. And so as we move into this time of giving, um, we're pulling up an affirmation onto the screen. And if you would join us in heart, mind, body, and soul in knowing the truth of these words, as I awaken the God within me and all around me, I see abundance everywhere I look. I consciously step into that flow of abundance by this act of giving. I offer this gift freely in the spirit of love, blessing and sending it forth to heal and prosper. It is evidence of my deep faith. It does good work in the world and blesses all of creation. I give from a consciousness of abundance. So it is. Amen. Feel free to sing along with this one if you want to, because you're going to know it. Mm -hmm.
sweet Lord, my sweet Lord, my Lord. I really want to see you. I really want to be with you. I really want to see you, Lord, but it takes so long, my Lord. Oh, my Lord. I really want to know you, I really want to go with you, I really want to show you, Lord, that it won't take long, my Lord, my sweet Lord. George wrote another song. He wrote a song called Life Goes On Within You and Without You. So if you ever think you're too busy <laughs> and the world will stop turning if you take a Sabbath, life goes on within you and without you. And on that note, <laughs> I again take a moment to just stop and to go into that place where God lives, knowing that God and I are one. And I know that for myself and for each one here, as I take a moment to just be grateful, to be grateful for the day, to be grateful for the rain, to be grateful for the gifts that are given to us, to be grateful for every gift for today, to be grateful for the gifts of all of our members and the time talent and energy and love and commitment that are given. 
It takes a lot, not just on Sundays, to keep a family like this alive. And I appreciate the energy of those who come forward, who, who put that forth to make that happen. And so as I stand here and allow the flow, knowing that everything is going forth in the world as it should, I say thank you, Father, Mother, God. And so it is. And take this moment for a moment to say I am the practitioner for the day. If anyone would like prayer or needs to speak, I'm here uh, for the rest of the day. If you would like a more in-depth time or you'd like to meet with one of the other practitioners, our information is on the back of your program. It's on the mysticlark.org website. Call us up. Use us. We're here for you. Amen. Amen. Love be with you. Sunday, the rest of you join us for lunch. If you